The Boiler Upload podcasts are brought to you by Martin Vintage. Do you love Purdue Vintage logos? Do you like supporting small businesses? Are soft and comfortable t-shirts and sweatshirts something that you adore this holiday season? Especially when they don't break the bank? Look no further than Martin Vintage. This Purdue alumni-owned small business is the place for you. Make sure to head over to martinvintage.com today to see what they have to offer. Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. It is our final edition before the bowl season starts, and we're a week later this year because of the Big Ten Championship. I'm your host, Travis Miller of Boiler Upload, and with me, as always, is Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader, Grey Cup MVP, Corey Sheets. How are you doing tonight, Corey? My, how about you, Travis? I am good. I am good, and we just saw Purdue put up Decent fight in the Big Ten title game. I don't think there's a lot they can hang their heads about. No, it was a it was a good game all the way around. I would say, except for those two picks. But, but hey, things happen. Yeah. Guys make plays. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a case of you just the second half, especially. You saw Michigan just had some better athletes and better players, and sometimes that's that's all you need. Uh, it, it kind of looked like our guys got tired a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just started playing sloppily. And it, it seemed like the more conditioned team won. Yeah. And the especially that first play of the second half where Edwards just popped it 60 yards to the outside. <clears throat> and you saw if he could get that edge, he was going to go a long way. And they just – they didn't have an answer for his speed on the edge there. And that, that yeah. changed the whole game, I think. It was crazy, like pre-snap read. I'm looking at it, and I see it's a run. And before he even pops it, I just start screaming, "No, no, no!" <laughs> it's like I I seen what he's seen, and like and in my head, I'm thinking to myself, when he made when he makes this guy miss, it's not gonna be cute. because <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't have much speed in the secondary, and it showed. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I think that he all he had to do was either beat the defensive end or that outside linebacker, and he beat beat him. He did. <laughs> that was uh, I want to say it was number zero, the guy with the bond dreads. Okay, that's uh, Hampton, I believe, the cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's just one of a few plays that stood out. Uh, another one that really kind of stood out was the jumping off sides on the long field goal attempt that, oh kept a, that kept a touchdown drive alive for him. And if you don't do that, you might be leading at halftime, and that can make things different too. Yeah, you can't. That's the stupid mistake. That's what I'm, that's part of the thing of getting tired. You start making mistakes. Your game starts to get a little sloppily, and it showed mm-hmm. just with the, the simple errors on defense. People being out of place, you can clearly see, like, like, how is this guy that wide open? Not making right reads. Somebody's not doing what they're supposed to. (laughs) Well, and the offense, though, I I felt pretty good about the offense. They could at least move the ball a little bit, but that's your other story of the game. You can't settle for five field goals. You just can't. I mean, honestly, it would have, I think it would have been fine if, you don't have those interceptions. It seemed like the the first interception came out of nowhere, and I think it took a lot of 
uh, it did take a lot of momentum because didn't he catch you like it near the end zone? Yeah, it was. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I think they had to start the drive from like the two. They said that he picked it off and his momentum carried him into the end zone. But it's Correct. still yeah. still a rough one because you're in scoring range right there. Right. I mean, imagine we catch that ball, if not them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the second one was in the red zone too, wasn't it? No, the second one was uh, we were backed up in our own territory because they had a real short drive off of it. It was like, you know, 16-yard oh, yeah. drive or something like that. Somebody red zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gave them the ball in the red zone. <laughs> right. Now I remember, now I remember. Yeah, they picked it off at the 16-yard line, and uh, three plays, 16 yards, they were in the end zone. So, <sighs> rough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know it was going to, was going to be a tall order, but uh, they, they played well. In my yes. opinion. It just, I, I honestly, I feel like some of the, some of it coming out of the second half, it was adjustments made, and I don't feel like our adjustments worked as well as theirs. Mm-hmm. And that makes a better coaching staff showed up as well, started to show or the better OC or DC or whichever one you want to call it. Uh, a lot of people have not been happy with the DC all season. So uh, I'll withhold judgment there, especially since I don't know how much attention you've been paying today, but we could end up with new coaching staff by the end of the week. So oh, what happened? <laughs> well, are, are you familiar with uh, Jeff Brom's background? No, he was a, he's a former quarterback at, louisville he got some of his first jobs on staff at louisville and he grew up in louisville and the louisville job is open for the second time since he's been at purdue he turned them down four years ago to stay at purdue and now it seems like they're going to come calling again because their coach left for cincinnati and their job is open with brom likely being their top candidate oh wow So we are in the waiting game to see if he goes home or if he's going to stay. Because in the long run, Purdue could probably offer more money with all that Big Ten money that's going to be coming in. But home is home. And if he ever wants to go back, this is his time to go back. I mean, hitting his contracts up with Purdue? No, he's got five years left on it. He's he's on contract through 2027. How many years he get? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they gave him an extension last year. And I know (laughs) the the way that the game works is they like to give an extension out far enough. So it's like four years so they can go into a recruits, you know, living room be like, yeah, I'm going to be here in four years. I've got a contract for four years. So, right. (laughs) Makes sense. So we will see. We're playing the waiting game right now. It seems like a lot of people are split on whether he will go or whether he won't. He played it very coy today in the press conference, and this is all stuff that broke this morning, so who knows? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we we honestly have no idea, and it throws next season that already looked like it was going to be a little more challenging, to say the least, uh, into more of a blender, because we, we, we don't even know who's going to be coaching the opener. We don't know who's going to be coaching the bowl game right now. <laughs> what do you mean coaching the bowl game? Damn, it's like, wow. 
Yeah, a lot of times when these guys leave, they leave before the bowl game and they leave the skeleton staff to take over for the bowl. So <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that <would> suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you knew your last year. I mean, well, it was gonna be your last year regardless, but at least you knew in advance that Tiller was leaving and anybody else on the team is like, okay, he's gonna be gone after this year. We're prepared. You didn't have to you know, suddenly change a coach right here in December. I'm going to keep my opinion on that. Uh, oh. <laughs> I would have been happy. If you... <laughs> I know, I know, man, I know. No, no, not even, not even just because we didn't get along, but Coach Hope ran the ball. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you remember, like, literally the – that following year, like the first game, the uh, Bolden, I think it was. Yeah, Ralph Bolden. He went for like 250 yards or something. Now you see what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I like and I've watched like no disrespect, but like I've watched this cat, this guy practice day in and day out. I'm like, there's no way that that much changed over one summer. <laughs> <laughs> Because mind you, I was still there during the during the winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I coach Hope ran the ball. I would have loved to do that with my guys for a season. <laughs> Probably could have went for two thousand. <laughs> Especially the numbers you put up in 08, man. You put up some really good numbers. I mean, I went back. I went back after I seen that uh driveway thing with uh, uh-huh. uh Makavi. And I was like, wait a minute, there's no way how I ain't rushed for for, for uh at least for hundred yards. And I went back and looked, I got like six games where I'm at ninety-five or like ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, all right, it makes sense. <laughs> well, you're the advocate of saying that sometimes it's not how much you run for, but what you do with it. You were in the end zone all the time. I mean, right, but I went back and looked at it. I wasn't paying attention. Like I wasn't getting the ball that much. It was like 15 times, seven times, six times. Like It was ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. Then I, I, like, I remember like I was catching passes as well. They did throw me the ball, so it wasn't like I wasn't touching the ball. They just wasn't very creative about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and – that's that's what's going to be interesting going into next year now because Maccabi certainly looks like he's going to be the man. Um, you're either going to have an inexperienced starter coming in at quarterback, or you're going to they're going to hit the transfer portal for a guy that doesn't know the system but has at least some experience. So I was I was oh, impressed man. with Maccabi on Saturday too. So yeah, me me too. I hope I hope they give him some money before coach gets up out of here. Yeah, because a, a new coach could come in and not give a damn about what he did. <laughs> he he earned a scholarship, man. He deserves to be on scholarship next year. Yes, yes, he does. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> and that that is another factor here. If Brom leaves, transfer portal open today. You're gonna have guys leaving. We haven't. Signing day yet? You can have guys not sign. I mean, this is just 
this is the potential to wreck next year before it even begins. Yo, this 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 is crazy. This is like free agency for Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, so far, all we know is um, Kobe Lewis, the third string running back. He went in the portal because uh, he has one year left. And then we lost an offensive linesman, jumped in the portal that had 30 career starts, but he was back to a backup this year. So uh, it's going to be uh, – so far, we're riding well on the transfer portal and keeping most guys out, but that can change in a heartbeat if uh, depending on what Brom does. Yo, could you imagine if they had that back when I was playing? <laughs> I think you can only use it once without having to sit out or anything. I'm not sure. There's some weird rules to it, but you've got guys that are playing for two, three, four schools. I mean, there's, there's a guy on the basketball team right now because of injuries and transfers and the extra COVID year. He's Purdue is his fourth school right now. I mean, and that's amazing for him. Yeah. (laughs) Because not he, even not even just off of the being able to play different sports. I hope that young man was making some connections at all four of those colleges. He should be, and you know he's in his sixth year <clears throat> of college too, so he should have you know <laughs> decent amount of education in there too, a couple degrees. I mean, yay! <laughs> it seems like this his his, his athletic uh, career is going to be too much longer. <laughs> I hope he's. he's well connected <laughs> yeah, he's he's done well so far uh, i think we're i know he's mostly a reserve off the bench but he has fit in with this team well but man we're here we're here for football i mean we do enough basketball on the other podcast here <laughs> i mean it just, just i know we're getting off subject but that's just a, i mean this that's just crazy just if you don't like a school like all right i'm out <laughs> yeah you don't have to sit out of here anymore and and Even better and then they had that weird period where if you had your degree, you could transfer to another school and play immediately, but it had to be at a school that did not offer the graduate, or it had to be at a school that offered a graduate program that the one you were leaving did not have. So. That's specifics for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody loves the NCAA. I mean, you're right. What does that have to do with anything? Like, I'm not, clearly I'm not going to school to, to graduate I already did that <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah it's uh I think overall going back to the game on Saturday night I mean O'Connell played well Purdue outgained them and just the biggest thing is they couldn't finish drives and they they had the two turnovers that were just huge at the time they happened yeah they were I mean <clears throat> I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy the way the, the guys play I'm actually excited to see them play in the bowl just because I know they don't want to end their season off on a bad note because it wasn't like they played to lose. They mm-hmm. were playing to win. And it was clear that they wanted to win just as bad as Michigan wanted. Absolutely. And they at least made it competitive into the second half, made Michigan earn it. So uh, now another SEC team for the second straight year going to be down in your neck of the woods, the uh, – Cheese at Citrus Bowl over in Orlando. So you heading over to that? Uh, yeah, I actually reached out to the school to see what was going on, but uh, the person I contacted was actually walking into a bowl meeting. So <laughs> I'm sure I'll get some information tomorrow or sometime during the week. Yeah, 
And it uh, looks like it's going to be an interesting type of game. Uh, LSU, always good, always a ton of athletes and everything. But uh, they're, they're coming in having lost two in a row. They lost to Texas A&M in their regular season finale, and then they lost to Georgia in the SEC championship game. So they're hurting a little bit too. I mean, yeah, kick them out is dumb, but <clears> – <throat> So SEC team, they're gonna be coming in with some speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, their biggest weapon is their quarterback, and he is a dual threat as much as you can imagine. Twenty seven hundred yards passing, sixteen touchdowns, and on the ground, he is their leading rusher uh, with wow. eight hundred and eighteen yards. He's a fourth year guy. It's his first year at LSU after playing at Arizona State, and. Oh. This guy's good. <laughs> he will move. He can run. He can throw. Got to watch out for him. Well, we've got another tall order ahead of us, but uh, <laughs> it's a bull game. I think that once they get the rest, we get some guys bumps and bruises healed. I think they'll play a lot better against this team. Yeah, and they they does say that he did hurt his ankle in the SEC title game against Georgia, so he might be a little bit questionable for this, but. Obviously, he's got a few weeks to heal up for this. And, you know, weather shouldn't be a factor playing in uh, sunny Florida on New Year's Day. And it'll, it'll be an interesting matchup, I think. No, nah, weather won't be a factor. It's, it's <laughs> nice. <out there. laughs> I actually called my brother a little early and uh, he had a mask on. I'm like, is that cold? You, we forget being in Florida. It's <laughs> freezing right now. <laughs> I think I think it was like 20 degrees driving to work this morning. So I, I feel you, man. I feel oh, you. Oh man. I don't I don't miss that. <laughs> yeah, I I remember walking across campus in this weather and I'm wondering and then my wife went to the University of Miami and I went down and saw her campus the first time and I'm looking around and I'm like, why the hell did I do to school in the Midwest? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's uh, I like this bowl matchup for us. I think it's a good challenge for Purdue. If you can knock off an SEC team and have back-to-back nine-win seasons, that looks great on paper. And especially if there's going to be a coaching change and everything else, you want to you want to have as much positive momentum as you can in recruiting, don't you think? Yeah, I, I believe so as well. And shoot, uh, see, I think it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. We and, seem to play to our competition. Now, you played in this stadium, didn't you, in a bowl <clears throat> game? It wasn't the Citrus Bowl, but it was the other one they had, right? Yeah, I didn't really play that much. They were mad at me. And, uh, they pulled me. I actually took my uh, pads off, like, fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem to remember the offense wasn't doing a whole lot anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we weren't doing a damn thing. I was also ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So before we head out, any final thoughts on just the regular season here, what you saw, and, you know, kind of your overall impression as we head into the bowl week? Uh, just to talk about the season real fast. Yeah. I'm proud of the guys. They played their asses off this year. Some, uh, some guys stepped up. They made a name for themselves. Other guys proved why they were the starters. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Well, and I want to say congratulations for making the Western what a 
what I mean, not the Big Ten championship. Yeah. That was big. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you got you can't you can't say it wasn't a, a bad season. I mean it wasn't a good season because you got to the championship. When the one you didn't win it, but, but hey, you got there. Mm-hmm. I, it was pretty special walking into the stadium Saturday night and seeing that end zone with the big P in it, and it says Purdue, and there's lots of Purdue fans. You're like, all right, we're, we're here. We got a shot at this. And uh, I also didn't know if you knew Charlie Jones set the school record for receiving yards in a season. He broke Stanford's record that stood for 20 years. So talk about oh, a wow. guy that earned his spot and showed out. That's crazy because I watched that happen <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he – it was like the – I think it was the long pass he caught in the third quarter that set up one of the field goals. No, it might have been the one right before the interception in the red zone. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he went over the limit. And if he gets 10 receptions in the bowl game, he gets the receptions record for the season. So, big year for Charlie. So, they, so Bo, Bo uh, counts in records now? Yeah, now they do. Gotcha. They get all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we'll go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, like I said, we will be back most likely in another week or two to talk about LSU in more depth. But uh, it's been great talking to football with you this uh, season, Corey, and I'm glad we've been back and been able to do this two years in a row now. So uh, for Corey and myself, Travis Miller of Boiler Upload. This has been the Behind the Rails podcast and Boiler Up. Like always, BTFU. <laughs>